like that, David McKinney. Yeah, the world's going to shit. It's bad. What? I what? don't know if you. Well, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news. I don't. But it's here. Here's what's happening. I'm going to give you a rundown. So. Bryce Mitchell signed with Realtree and is going to have camo shorts in the octagon. They're not with Reebok anymore, right? I feel like this is a constitutional crisis. Are you anti-camo? No, I'm not. I just I saw it happen to lead up, and uh, yeah, it's. I thought that I actually think that's pretty cool. He's he's like one of those guys. I like that he's doing his own thing, blazing his own trail. He's thirteen and zero. He's, like, making his own way. He's from Arkansas. There's not a lot of guys in the UFC from Arkansas. And uh, it's pretty cool. He's fighting on Halloween. It'll be in the camo shorts. He's been asking for camo since, like, day one. Yeah. I interviewed him after his second, first or second pro fight when he was fighting for V3. And he was a trip then. Like, you could tell he'd not done many interviews, and he was just super <laughs> candid, like, saying just crazy shit. It was, it was pretty good. Shout, those shout are the best kind of guys. Shout out to uh, Rod Galvin for setting that up back in the day. Yeah, those are the best kind of guys. I feel like we got a lot of that on the local scene, especially, like, amateurs or, you know, sometimes guys just, you know, I mean, most of the time when, especially a lot of the younger guys, they it was the first interview they ever did. They didn't know where to put their hands. Kind of like when we're on video, like we can see each other. I really don't know what to do with my hands. They're here. You can see all my medals in the background, too, um, on my running on my running medals. Those are participation trophies right there. Yeah, you paid for those medals. I know. You paid, you paid <laughs> Paying blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> and a $100 entry fee Yeah, to the turkey drop 5 running shoes. Yes. It looks like, so I can see David drinking. It looks like he's drinking a cold L.A. My, no, it's uh, Little Kings. I told you this is my side beer tonight. I got to get through. Uh, I have, this is my second to last one. I bought. I told you last week I bought a bunch of cream ales for uh, my brother-in-law's uh, bachelor party, and the last one, it's like, oh, I need one more. So I was. I went and got some cream or some Little Kings for him, but I couldn't find just a single, so I had to buy the whole thing. So now I'm stuck drinking Little Kings, which is not. Like, remember how you said, oh, that's not good bourbon. <laughs> Little Kings is not very good beer. I know I've got a good bourbon tonight. But before we uh, get to drinking, I feel sad, and I, I would be down for anybody that would offer us a studio space somewhere in between Mount Sterling and Cincinnati because the way the way we do it, like tonight, I can see David, he can see me, but we're in our own – own layers and yes. it's through the you internet see actually my dog in the background right there there's samson hanging out yeah chilling in the studio so it's it's way different when we're sitting across from each other granted i want to apologize if i got a little lippy <laughs> last week because david got me drunk shout out sycamore i got drunk on sycamore i went to bed at like 7 30 that night it's funny because the um you know it's a smaller craft distillery and um you know i have been talking back and forth with the people via social media about hey we're gonna try this and um you know 
no guarantees of what it, you know how we're, you know Gary is a very honest person about his bourbons as you know uh going back to episode whatever that was 8 or 7 or 8 or 9 I'm banned from Kroger uh, now yeah so but you know they it, they were I think they were tickled by um by how much you loved uh the Sycamore cask edition uh barrel aged stout bourbon yeah if David would have stayed another hour, I could have got him drunk, I think. You would have got the bottle. Yeah. If I, you know what? Oh, if we would have I, drank I that whole bottle. passed that on Charlie's bed. Yeah. Or on the trampoline, one of the two. Probably a trampoline. Trampolines are pretty comfortable to sleep on if you ever get the chance. But while in rum, as they say, David left Mount Sterling, stopped at Country Boy Brewing on his way home. Yes. And had a jalapeno beer. Tell me about this. Sounds disgusting. Well, so... <laughs> Yeah, so I, um, you know, during, while we were recording, you know, you and I heard just crazy storms and stuff like that, and um, so I get there, and it's a huge brewery, kind of out in the middle of nowhere in Georgetown, which Georgetown's kind of like a suburb of Lexington, but this one's like basically built in the middle of a cornfield, this huge uh, distribution brewery, I mean, you're driving, like, you literally see fields, and then there's the brewery, and I get there, and, um, the, so, you know, no bar seats, which I, you know, I was by myself. So in this day, you know, I took up a picnic table outside and, um, the waitress comes to me and she says, wow, you, you just missed like, you know, five minutes ago, we had people, we had a mad dash out to all of the, uh, patio seats because it stopped raining and, you know, we only have so many seats in, uh, you know, we're only what 25% capacity in Kentucky. And I was just like, man, I, I kind of felt bad for taking up a whole, a whole picnic table by myself. But, uh, yeah, so I tried, it's called, um, it is, and we've talked about the, the base beer a couple of times, mm-hmm. Cougar bait on, I think maybe like episode two. Yeah. Cause that, I like um, that if that's, that's the best craft beer I've ever had. Like I could drink that all the time. Right. And so it's just a basically a basic blonde ale and they have done a bunch of different things with it. They've done like a lemonade shandy version. They've done, um, I think like a lime version, a couple and blonde ales really lend themselves to, you know, to adding flavors to them. So this one was, they call it nacho bait. So it's habanero. Uh, and it was nice and spicy. Um, it was one of those where, you know how you know if you eat spicy food, you need like a drink to wash it down. This I needed the food to wash down the spicy the spicy drink, um, but it was it was really honestly good. Um, it's one of those where it's like a kind of like a smooth burn. And I know you don't like spicy food, but yeah. I love spicy food. Um, any like spicy jalapeno, mango beer, um, Mexican chocolate beer uh, that I ever see, I get so. Uh, I, I didn't spend as much time as I wanted to at Country Boy, um, just because I kind of felt bad taking up, you know, a whole <laughs> a whole picnic table on their nice giant patio um, in limited space on a Saturday night. Um, but I definitely will go back there. It is a awesome, just big production brewery, kind of again out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, yeah, they they produce some really good beers, and and it's cool seeing you know uh, I think they are the largest by in terms of um square footage their largest brewery in kentucky um super nice even their smaller yeah. location inside the city limits of lexington super nice the tap room I yeah they've done a lot of work to to that one 
Yeah, and I've been to, you know, Lexington doesn't have a ton of breweries, but I've been to most of them. I've been to probably, I don't know, like six maybe. So um, Ethereal is really good. West Sixth is really good. Uh, Mirror Twin is really good. So Lexington has like an underrated, for being a a small town in in bourbon country, has an underrated brewery scene. Um, But Country Boy was one I'd never been to, and I, you know, Georgetown was on the way back home, so... Stopped there and uh, they had. Uh, I got like a, a pizza flatbread too, which was, which was good. <laughs> Carrie's making. Uh, I'm close. My, my making faces. My mustache is getting in my mouth. It's time to trim that. Trying up. to get like a Fu Man, Fu Man chew. Yeah, I'm. I love Country Boy and, and I had went there with a guy who was buying some barrels off of him. He does like laser engraving, woodworking type stuff, and they had had a couple. Oh, that's cool. Barrels that they'd used that they were selling. And they gave us, like, the whole tour, like, just like, hey, come check this out. So we went around. In Georgetown? In Lexington. Oh, okay. So uh, then, you know, I tried, I think it was Shotgun Wedding is the beer I tried that day. Wasn't as good as Cougar Bay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've got just, an, I like that they have, like, a lot of just basic styles. Um, they've got Cougar Bait. They have, um, like you mentioned, Shotgun Wedding. Um, which is like a brown ale. They have a nice lager. Um, they just released a Pilsner. So they have like your basic, just good craft beer. They don't go crazy with the, you know, New England IPAs and sours and, and stuff like that. So if you're looking for that, probably not the place. But if you're looking for a good, solid craft beer, Country Boys is the place to go. In Kentucky. In Kentucky. And well, specifically Lexington or Georgetown. Yes, I think they're the only central Georgetown. Yeah, if you want somewhere to go watch a UK basketball game, that's true. Or football. Mm -hmm. We are a chance at winning the national championship than Ohio State does this year. Yeah, I mean Kentucky is a top twenty team Mm -hmm. this year. I mean, there's only thirty teams playing, but all in the south. Couple right. articles this week that caught our attention. Uh, I'll go with the bourbon first, and then David can talk about the beer. But according to Uproxx, which I always see weird shit on Uproxx, so I don't know how much I trust the source here. Yeah, I've always called this website Uprox, but I guess it. I don't know Uprox. Uprox. I, was just, uh, I don't know how to say it. Uh, the six bourbons. It, yeah, maybe it is Uprox. Everybody should have at home, and why you should have them. Yeah, I like this article. So, um, you if you follow us on social media, you see mine and David's bourbon collection. Now, side note, David has won the majority of his. <laughs> I've bought two or three How three many bottles, bottles have three you bottles. not drank out of? Uh, at least half. Well, no. See, that's bullshit because I've drank out of every like three or except four. for the my new bottle of Weller's. <laughs> I'm not cracked it open yet, but every other bottle, including yeah. the bottle tonight, uh, I've already drank out of. So <laughs> I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't know why I was so childish. But yeah, I you know, I, and again, I drink bourbon. I'm still drink. I'm still like a once a week bourbon guy. Like last night, I was cooking dinner on a Wednesday night, and I'm like, I want some bourbon, and we I. Grabbed out the the very first one on the list. That's right, Buffalo Trace. 
which is your daily bottle, right? If so. yeah, if I had if I had it at all the time available <laughs> to me, I feel like Buffalo Trace is starting to get a little too hard to uh, find to be like a daily bottle. I mean, it is it drinks like a daily. It costs like a daily. You want it, every day. Like you said it drinks like a daily, yes. but to find it, so we yeah for my job we had a conference there in Frankfurt where Buffalo Trace is at. And I've had probably five or six occasions to be at the distillery. I went to a wedding there. I've had work stuff there. Went on a tour there just on my own. Um, but in Franklin County, you can't you can't go to the liquor store and be like, hey, y'all got Buffalo Trace? No. Hell no, they don't. You have, you have to go to the <laughs> distillery. And when you go there, it's a crapshoot of what they feel each day. Like it may be Buffalo Trace today. might be Eagle Rare. might be E.H. Taylor. You know, uh, just they run the gamut of what is supply and demand. Yeah. And so people camp the distillery. They know the days that they're going to put out new stuff. Like at, on one of those occasions, they had the E.H. Taylor. And yeah. everybody there, whether you were you were going to take it home or not, bought a bottle. You know, so like I had a guy give me, I think it was two, maybe one bottle for the E.H. Taylor. So that's the max you could buy. Everybody there got a bottle. Some people took two or three bottles home, but everybody in our group bought a bottle of E.H. Taylor. Crazy, right? Yeah. Well, and so, yeah, I, you know, E.H. Taylor is, we had it, what, when we were, ago? like, probably yeah. six God, weeks ago time now. Flies yeah, by. when we were at um, Wooden Cask. I know. Um, but, yeah, so... Your day, let's say, let's, so they say Buffalo Trace is your daily bottle. What do you say is your daily bottle? It would bottle? be my selection tonight, Maker's Mark. And that's, yeah, I was going to say my same one would be, if I have like a go-to default that I'm going to say, hey, I, I would drink this every day, it'd probably be yeah. Maker's Mark. So, all right. The next, next one, one. Cheap, cheap mixer, mixer, four roses. I agree with this. It is a cheap mixer. Four roses. Regular Four Roses is not very good. But Four Roses Small Batch yeah. is legit. I don't know why, which I had, which you had on episode three. Yeah. yeah, I should probably have that pulled up just so I can quickly reference. But I think yeah. it was episode so three. If so if I have those choices yes. there, I'm going Small Batch every time. And I don't know really how much of the... What you know, we've talked about what makes a small batch, but there's always bottles of small batch four roses. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah. I, and I went to the liquor store today. They had a giant display of this, basically four roses, straight bourbon whiskey, the twenty dollar bottle that you can get and find anywhere. I think sometimes it's even yeah. in a plastic bottle. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that I agree. That's a good mixer. Twenty bucks, twenty dollar bottle. It's not gonna. It'll get you um, drunk. You know, it's it's a yes, exactly. It's a good mixer for you know. You want a bourbon and coke. You want a bourbon, a bourbon and, and seltzer you water. Want a whiskey sour, bourbon and <laughs> seltzer. Yeah, something like that. I agree with that one. I agree. I think that four roses is a good bourbon for that. All right, the real mixer. This so this is going to be on on my list. Yeah. Uh, made by Jim Beam. It's called made Legend. Jim Beam. Legend. I don't know what it is. Uh, average is 40 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
it's the marrying, uh, the marrying, the nuptials, I'll say that makes it sound easier, of Jim Beam's Kentucky bourbon with California's wine country and Japan style of blending whiskey. Uh, aged, of course, in a new oak barrel. I want to try this And one. California red wine and sherry barrels. So, you know, you have to age. If it's going to be bourbon, it has to be aged in a new oak barrel, which it is. And then it's whatever. I don't even know if I would consider this bourbon. I would like some clarification. <laughs> so, it says that this is a specifically good... For uh, Manhattan's and Sazerac's, which is which I didn't know that that I know that that's a distillery, but I did not yeah, know that's that that's a drink. Sazerac. Yeah, so that is the drink is now I can't find it. Absinthe, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Sugar, cold water, bitters, rye whiskey, cognac. And a garnish of a lemon peel, which that sounds, sounds like a lot. Have you ever had absinthe? <laughs> nah, I, so I don't think I have. Here's what I remember about the time I had absinthe. They had like it looked like a a spoon, but it was like a like a grater, right? They put a sugar cube on top of it and poured the absinthe over the sugar till it dissolved to mix because it's super nasty, super nasty. Hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. It's like yeah, super high alcohol, like, right? I don't, there's some talk that was used for like mental patients. I don't know. The Weekend Bottle, Wild Turkey <laughs> wow. Long Branch. Now, I have long poo-pooed Wild Turkey just because I... This one isn't... Yeah, this one is only yes. 43%, though. So it's 86 And I've proof. never seen this out and about. So I may have to look on... on next week, I'm going to go... I know. I I haven't seen this forty either. bucks made from uh, made by Wild Turkey in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Uh, this is this is one that uh, was made last week. We talked about famous people. Master Distiller teamed up with all right, all right, all right, Matthew McConaughey to create this one. And I'm curious about this one because it says uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey Oak, and then Texas Mesquite charcoal refined which you got to think that that's yeah. the matthew mcconaughey influence there the texas mesquite this one sounds good what's your weekend bottle uh, uh, it would be like an eagle rare or a, um yeah i'll say something like eagle rare woodford reserve something like that yeah i think woodford is a good one you know seeing the kentucky derby Next coming weekend. up and i was in the liquor store today i almost grabbed some woodford reserve I didn't. Now, the next one is a Tennessee bourbon, so it's automatically shit on my list. It is Bell Mead Reserve (laughs) Does not count. Cask Strength Reserve Bourbon. Now, they say this average price is $65. The the ABV varies. It's a blend of 7- to 11-year-old whiskeys that have a high rye mash bill. Each bottling only uses 7 barrels for the final product, so you know you're getting something special here. That in itself is kind of impressive. Um, they say this one's a little harder to find. It means a little bit more of a wow factor. Just because it's harder to find doesn't make it better. Let's point that out. 
Yeah, and I, I've only seen Bell Mead in the wild, quote unquote, and I don't go to crazy places, you know. But I've only seen it once, and it was like basically bottom shelf. It was not this bottle. It was not the reserve. Um, it was just a regular Bell Mead, which is pretty cheap. So I don't know. My impressive bottle. And it also probably would be my celebration. Well, probably the impressive bottle yes. would be my Pappy 10. And my celebration would probably be the Pappy 12. Well, not to get not to get ahead of us. What's your impressive bottle? Uh, impressive bottle? I would I would have to say Weller's. Like, even though it's a, an affordable, yeah. but it's rare, hard to get. Like, the weeded bourbon, it's the same basically the same makeup as Pappy. Um, yeah. It's not as fucking fancy, but I would say, uh, yeah, I would say Weller's. <laughs> it's know, the rarity. Uh, yeah. I, I see like, I'm, I'm just going to bite the bullet and buy like the $60 bottle of angels envy. See what, see what the, that fuss is about. Because that has a great like display, yeah. like to buy it. It looks cool when you buy it. Yeah. And you know you hate to do that because a lot of times like you know is it just the is it sixty dollars yeah. because it looks cool or is it sixty dollars because it's good yeah um, that's like the range at least for bourbon where it's like it could just be the hype versus it's actually good I feel like a lot of the best bourbons are like twenty five to forty five dollars less right. under fifty dollars. And the ones that are more expensive than that that are good are the ones that are like sought after, like your Pappy, your Blantons, Side note, things like that. Party source selling Blantons online. What happened, David? <laughs> Crashed yeah, the website. I mean, I could have told you so, that's just what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, and I, I guess I missed this. Uh, that's where you go, right? Because I'm always like the guy that's in the raffle and the, yeah. So it's across the river. And the, the problem with Party Source is it's such a huge, like, destination that it's hard to get, like, a really good, um, like, rare stuff. But if you want anything that's, like, they have, like, such a wide variety, but they don't have, like, any is of, like, the stuff. Is it like a liquor barn stuff. type deal? Um, it's huge, yes. And Liquor Barn is actually coming to Northern Kentucky, mm-hmm. I saw today. They bought two stores in Northern Kentucky. Um so I'm excited to check them out when they debut up here. Um, yeah. So the the crazy thing is a lot of times bourbon in Kentucky is so hard to find. Like, you know, like I feel like if I'm on next time I'm on vacation is in Idaho, I'm going to go and, and it's going to be good bourbon because, and retail prices that nobody drinks there because they yeah. don't give a shit. Yes. Yeah. At, like Costco. And it's going to have dust on the bottle and stuff like that. So, yeah. The next one, last celebration one, big, one, big boy. Now, David and I bottle. both own Mictors, uh, the small batch, not this. Yes. This is the Mictors single though, right? barrel straight yeah. rye whiskey, ten year old. Now, if you recall when I did my review of Mictors, I could tell off the bat it's a four year old bourbon. That's how. That's how good yeah. I've gotten at this. Uh, and I was not impressed. <laughs> at all by Mictors. But now this is a $200 bottle. Now listen, it better, yeah, retail. $200 retail. So let's, let's just Google, see how much it would, uh, like what is going on in the secondary market. What do you think? Uh, for $200 retail, 
again, it's the rarity and how um, how hard it is to find. But this one, this one's interesting. I, on I'm the, on the, the tasting notes. Three fifty. Three fifty. That's not a bit. That's yeah. It's good market. So, which is yeah. But I'm really curious the um, the tasting, the tasting notes, notes on this one. It says toffee, almond, and vanilla. The sip takes on a candied cinnamon edge, not unlike an all-natural red hot, that helps usher in a flourish of orange oils. It's going to burn. That's what they're saying. The roasted almonds and chili linger as the hefty vanilla creates a svelte mouthfeel. It's going to be hot. It's going to it's going to be nasty. That's what that tells me. That tells me you're going to get a burn. That's in I the mean, finish. That maybe if you drink some water or you or you you know splash some water in there, you you might get some of those tastes. But just a straight up drink it neat, it's going to burn. It's not going to be good. It would be no different than yeah. Stonehammer. <laughs> so you know, for me being a bourbon noob, and even before I was into bourbon, uh, the the definition of celebration bottle is pappy. What do you have? Pappy 10, 12, yeah. 15, 18, 23, no matter what. You want to celebrate, you're drinking some Pappy. Every time I've, that's the bottle that is impressive bottle, celebration bottle. Um, those are the ones that you want to bring out when it's special, if you have Pappy. But some people go their never whole lives it. and never never get it. So, I don't so, know. So, yeah. We disagree with this list, but uh, we'll definitely take the Buffalo Trace. And I'm down to try some Long Branch. Yeah. So the one that I was kind of surprised was um, the, yeah, I guess the Yellowstone. Yes. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yellowstone. Yellowhammer. Stonehammer. Now, I was kind of surprised that one wasn't on there. There's so many bourbons too and it's it's hard and you don't really know you know where you know what this person has tried what they haven't tried how snooty they are um but yeah yes or yeah so all right let's drink i'm gonna let you go first this week because i know what you have and i'm excited i'm excited to hear you talk about this yeah this This is is like your first true love other than abby yeah, so this, I don't, I'm so disappointed, but I'll get to why I'm disappointed in a second. Bourbon This Week, sponsored Uh-oh. by Beard Octane. Go check them out, beardoctane.com. Look at all the great beard supplies. Um, loading up to bring, I think they restock just about everything. So if you're looking for beard butters, balm, oil, whatever it is, uh, biotin. Conditioner, body wash, all that. Beardoctane.com. Use promo code BEERS and BEARDS10. Save 10% off. Free shipping, over 75 bucks. That's easy to get to. Check them out on Facebook at Beardoctane, on Instagram at Beardoctane. Now, I... Did you see what they had this week? A giveaway on their Instagram. $400 Beardoctane gift card. Which you would get free That's shipping right. if you spent the whole win, thing. Win-win. They, yeah. So check them out, Beard Octane. On, yeah, I think it's Facebook. only on Instagram. But you got to have chalk art. The coolest Beard Octane chalk <coughs> art. Ah. Which, 
I think you can get Charlie to do some chalk art. Maybe she could draw our logo. Get her out there. David. (laughs) Get her out there. All right. I see you getting ready to pop open the bottle. There's no pop. Popping bottles. Oh. Screw it. I see why you're disappointed now. Yeah. Is it pla- is no, the bottle plastic? What's, what's Maker's Mark famous for? Wax. The yep. wax. Is there wax on there? So they waxed it, but I it's a screw on. Interesting. So I have some makers here. And listen, I, I Mark. This is unfair really for me to do this cuz when I smell this, I get it's so nostalgic. On 4th Street Live in Louisville, where yeah. back 15 years ago, when all my friends were getting married, we did bachelor parties there. They had a bar, Maker's Mark Bar. And we got a private party uh, for one of my friend's bachelor parties. His brother paid ungodly amounts of money for us to have like two hours at Maker's Mark. We got dinner there, and then we got all we could drink. <laughs> now, I don't know how drunk you've been in your life, but I'm pounding... Shot after shot after shot, bringing me two at a time. And so I wake up the next drunk. morning, and what's the thing called in the back of your throat? U- uvula is uvula laying yeah. on the back of my throat where I had vomited violently. <laughs> and, and so I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Uh. Yeah, Wait, you're nostalgic I mean, I about that. this? I still love it. That tells you how much I like Maker's Mark. <laughs> Talking to a guy at work, he's wow. like, I can't stand okay. Maker's Mark. So we're no longer friends. Yeah. Did you I mean, delete him on Facebook? Day, so. so the nose... Of- oh. Did you <laughs> delete him from your life? If I could retire. If you could only. <laughs> the nose is soft. <laughs> All right, the nose. It's not like... Um, you know, even Sycamore had a stronger nose. Than, than than what than what the finish yeah. was, and I think that comes along with uh, the age. And I think this maker's is just you know regular four years old, uh, distilled in Loretto, Kentucky. One of the distilleries I want us to go to because I want us to dip our own bottle. You can do red for Ohio State. I'll do blue. Yeah, for, I would do uh, that, Florida. Yeah, <laughs> for Kentucky, but the maker's mark is red. Do they have they scarlet? They, uh, it's not uh, red. You know, there's a bunch of collect. Yeah. I mean, there's if you go online, look at Maker's Mark. There's so That's many cool. collectible Maker's Mark. They do Keeneland. They do UK basketball, football. Probably don't mess with Louisville too much, but like this is what this is yeah. what. <laughs> That's yeah. Woodford Reserve. I measure all right my bourbons son. against Maker's Mark. Just something I don't know. And maybe that's just, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this this experience of doing this podcast and drinking so many different bourbons, I'll be like, you know what? Maybe Makers wasn't all that. So we're 16 weeks in. I've had 15 different bourbons. This is it. And I had Makers, as Gary drinks it. I had Makers, episode 11, go back. I had a bourbon maple fizz cocktail, which was delicious. And it had Maker's Mark in it. It's good. Like, soft on the palate. And I don't, and this is another thing. My palate and your palate, I think, is burned in different. I say that just because I feel like I've drank more bourbon than you. 
And so it's like I've seen people, yes. Juan Valley, our good friend, take a, take a neat sip of bourbon and it just like, <laughs> immediately looks like he wants to puke. And then, you know, yeah. you watch movies and you see people just throwing it back. I can do that. I can just throw it back. It's I'm so proud of that, you know. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I still, still your have eyes, the... Your eyes get... When oh. I'm drinking alcohol, I'm a beer... Yes, I'm still a beer drinker at heart. And a beer, I've never had a beer... Well, actually, I have had a couple beers where it's like, whoa, when you first drink it. But it takes a while to get used to that, I think. That's like the the initial yeah. shock of that. But once I have that, like I almost feel like I need like a sip and then I can drink it again and I'm like, okay, now I yeah. know now I know what to expect. I still even when I'm when I'm drinking at home, I still get that same same thing. So what you're saying is I need to drink I, more. I, that's the only that's the yeah, that's the only specifically um <laughs> ten thousand hours. I gotta train my body. You don't get good at drinking bourbon, ten thousand ten thousand drinks. I gotta be in. I gotta be um, in, in training. So the finish, <laughs> you get that burn. You're gonna. Get, I mean, all bourbons, and like I said, this is a four year old bourbon, mass produced. Um, but I've had this as a mixer. I've had it as a shot. I've had it just sipping neat. It. It's so loyal. You know, it's 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 good. I don't now. Now that I'm, yeah. You know what I what I want to say. Because I had some larceny last night. <laughs> uh oh, you cheating on your well, old, I, old woman? I mean, I've got girl. maybe a finger left of Maker's Mark here. <laughs> um, it's very similar. The Maker's Mark and larceny are very similar. And uh, I guess I would go with Maker's Mark over larceny, but the. So the difference that I, I think too, that, so my first time drinking larceny was someone explained it to me as this is your gateway bourbon. This is your first drink. This is your, maybe your first love. And then you go into the makers and the other, you know, so I think that if, and I don't know you, I don't know if you had had Larceny's Larceny fairly before. new. Like when I don't remember it ever being around ever so, last five, six years. Yeah. I, and I think that that's that it's the Larceny's like, I think it still has yet to find like its niche. Right. So where, you know, you can see, you can find it everywhere. I haven't been to a liquor store yet. And I where that, that I couldn't find Larceny and it's good. It's a good, like, weeded bourbon a good entry you know they always talk about with with craft beer like this is your gateway larceny is a gateway bourbon if you don't like bourbon try larceny and if you still don't like if you don't like you're larceny not gonna like bourbon, you're yeah. not gonna like bourbon <laughs> yes that's how i describe it um but yeah and i even with whether it be beer bourbon whatever i think people go through you know just phases of like, I mean, you might've had so much different makers mark, you know, so much makers mark, not different, but so much makers mark. And then you get something that's like slightly different, like a larceny and it's still really good. And it, it's similar, yeah. but it's, different. It's similar right? enough, so, but um, it, like there's something that just draws you back to it. You know, like there's, there's something a little bit more unique about yeah. it. That's like, if you, 
if Jim Beam was your go-to, and then you then you had like an Eagle Rare, you'd be like, "Holy shit! I'm a, I would I would rather pour this out than you know." <laughs> but if that's all you knew, yeah. and that's like I said, right? You know, and I know my mom listens, so this was the bourbon that kind of started because I never because growing up, I it was, was the bourbon that she yeah, rubbed on your gums I wasn't, when you were a baby. Like, when everybody's at keggers and things like that, I still did not have a taste. I didn't really start like could drink a full beer until I was probably 30. Like I just didn't like it. Even still, I, no. I just think you're not a beer, beer guy. Beer was not meant for me. I'll take it in a draft yeah. form because I don't, I, I, yeah. for some reason I don't think that's real beer. It's nice and cold. Like you go to Applebee's, you get a big, you know, Brutus, <laughs> you know, get you some, Tall uh, Bud Light, yeah. you know, nice mm. appetizer sampler, but at, bada bam. So, Maker's <laughs> Mark this week. Yeah. 10 Speaking out of, 10. of, yeah. All right. That, and that's like, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's it's fun to go back to kind of your roots. And I went back to my, I had a different beer in mind this week. And we're going to shift to the beer here. And I changed um, what I was going to do because... I wanted to do this is like and not even it's kind of a different old faithful too, right? So this is I've been the first craft beers that I fell in love with were IPAs and I think that most That's your go-to. craft beer fans yeah. the first thing first time you have a beer first time you have a craft beer it's usually an IPA and then you think everything is an IPA even though even if it's not an IPA but you judge everything by your first IPA. One of my first ones that I really liked was Dale's Pale Ale that I had uh, actually in a mix in the same mixer show that we had, uh, which was episode 11 um, at a bourbon, bourbon maple fizz. But I found this week and we're going to tie this in the 15 delicious IPAs. You can buy okay. almost anywhere on gearpatrol.com, which gear patrol is basically a website that, pretends to be it's kind of cool they have a bunch of like guy man stuff but it pretends to be like a um i don't they just have a bunch of different articles like this you know top 15 Mm -hmm. it's basically buzzfeed for guys guy stuff but everything is clearly you know link sponsors and they make money off of it and and fun stuff like that so the so i was looking through and i'm like i've pretty much had most of these ipas and the one that is number one on their list is Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing, uh, which, uh, and if you remember back, uh, I had um, an engagement party like a year and a half ago, January, I think of 2019, and this beer had just come out. Hazy IPAs were like all the rage. They still kind of are. And this one came out and it's hazy, but it's not hazy and like you can look at it it's not like i mean it's still you know it's opaque but it's not um it's not super cloudy and you know basically you can't see through it so it kind of runs that fine line between you know super haze craze and traditional west coast style ipas um but that's 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 my beer selection for this week so beer is brought to you by (laughs) <laughs> beard octane or no not beard octane audible beard octane is they sponsor everything but audible 
audibletrial.com forward slash beers and beards. Uh, get a 30 day free trial and a free audiobook. And we talked a lot about audiobooks last week. I give you a book recommendation every week. This week, I'm going to tie it in maybe a little bit later when we do our podcast or a, our playlist, uh, is Hollywood Park by Mikel Jolette, who is the lead singer of Airborne Toxic Event. The fuck and, kind of name is um, Airborne Toxic Event? It sounds, it, it sounds like 2020. So, that's the name of a band. Band title. Yeah. So, he... so. Super uh, interesting memoir that he wrote that came out earlier this year um, that describes him growing up, actually being born into a cult called Synanon. Um, and he talks about his childhood and how crazy and messed up that was and you know how he basically made his way into being a musician. So really good. Um, one of the best. I'm a big memoir person. I like reading about successful people and seeing how successful people become successful. Um, but yeah, so check that one out. Hollywood Park by Mikel Gillette. You can get that uh, audiobook at audibletrial.com forward slash beers and beards. Um, but yeah, this beer, Sierra Nevada, hazy little thing. Uh, their Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale is, you know, basically an icon in craft beer um and this one as they say in this article took the beer world by storm new england style ipa uh saw an, at one point in 20 october 2019 saw an increase in volume by 160 percent year over year super citrusy and fresh um i love that it has a ton of different hops in it um a lot of times you see two or three hop varieties in a beer um, this one has all of them. So if you like literally any hops, you can probably get like the flavor of those pancakes. hops in there. I get a lot of citra. Yes. <laughs> I get a lot of the citra, which is the citrus flavor, and mosaic, which is like a, you know, kind of a dank flavor. Um, and this one is just like a, this is kind of like the evolution of the IPA in America to the super bitter to where it gives you, you know, quote unquote, bitter beer face to the, you know, soft mouthfeel, smooth, easy drinking, but also still 6.7%. So if you have a couple of these in you, you're going to start feeling good. I know all about feeling good. And I can drink this all night. So this is number one on their list. As I keep drinking, I'm going to go through and I'll tell you the ones I have had and the ones I haven't had. I'm going to give you a little. All right, before he does that, each one. Bell's to over brewery. Under, this, I'm just, this is yeah, to the listeners. Fifteen. There's I'm 15. guessing, and I don't know this. We've not. I mean, I've looked at the article, but I don't. I mean, they could all be Bud Light, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'm going to say David yeah. has had <laughs> six of them. So go ahead. So, before you say that, I had today. My three thousandth unique check in on Untapped, which did you get I'm a very proud badge or a medal for or something? accomplishing? I would like to, and I, I sent a text to my wife. I said I need to thank my liver, uh, almost <laughs> like an acceptance speech. I need to thank my wife for giving giving me her sips of her beers that I didn't want to try the full beer, um, but it's been it's been a long road. So all right, so I've had one, right? So Sierra Nevada, he's a little thing. Number two. Bell's Brewery Two Hearted Ale. That's 
consistently considered to be the favorite IPA of craft beer drinkers. So I've definitely had that one. Uh, 7% alcohol, traditional West Coast style IPA. If you don't like that beer, you don't like IPAs. That's what I always say. Best beer in America for three years consecutively. Um, New Belgium Brewing Voodoo Ranger. I've had that one. New Belgium is a, so another one of the so traditional. God damn it. Three for three. I've had that one. Um, they also, this one's like a series. So they have a, a they, they're, uh, Voodoo Ranger is like their traditional. They have like a juicy one. They have like double Voodoo Ranger, a bunch of different options. I know so you've had this the is a one. good one. You can find it in grocery stores everywhere. Dogfish had 60 minute. Um, yeah. Definitely had this one. We did 90 uh, so minutes. Four for four. On which episode did you start uh, to pull it up? Yes. Uh, that was episode six. Um, super fresh version of 90 minute. Mm-hmm. What is this? Four for four. Um, Founders all day IPA. Definitely. This is like your. You. I mean, it, the name says it all. Uh-oh. If you want to drink a beer all day. Um, <laughs> the next one. What's that? Uh, the next one. Yeah. So if you want to drink a beer all day, 147 calories, you can have 12 of them. That's 1500 calories, give or take. That's like a day, your, your daily, uh, intake of, of beer, um, or your daily intake of calories. So I think you don't even have to eat. If you drink a 12 pack of those, uh, stone. Yes. Right, I've had stone six. IPA. Um, again, an OG, <laughs> Uh, Lagunitas, uh, definitely had Lagunitas. This is one, um, I like their like stubby little bottles. Um, and it's owned by Heineken now. Uh, Lagunitas is, um, really good traditional West Coast style. This one's like, even though it's only 6.2%, I always get like a super multi flavor. Uh, what's that? Seven for seven. Uh the next one I have not had, Firestone Walker. Um, they are in uh, San Francisco area, Paso Robles, uh, in Cincinnati. It's this. Is, uh, I don't think they distribute here, um, but I've had a couple of their beers. Um, Brooklyn Brewery East IPA. Oh, I have not had this one. Um, yeah, Cigar City High Lie. Definitely had this one. We had the white oak version of Cigar City High Lie, uh, episode seven. Um, actually, been to High uh, Cigar City Brewing. What's that? Eight, eight of ten. Of ten. Goose Island, Goose Island IPA. Definitely had that one. That's a good one. Um, lower alcohol IPA. It's only five point nine percent. Revolution Brewing Antihero. Have had that one. Um, Another good one, Chicago Brewery. Um, they have a little bit different hops in there, so it's it's a little, it's not, you know, it tastes a little different. They have Warrior and Chinook are their two main hops. Um, more floral than citrus. Tastes like a flower. Um, really good beer. Yes, does taste more like a flower. Uh, Sierra Nevada making their second appearance, Torpedo. I've definitely had that 14. one. What's that, nine? Wait, how many's left? Oh, I stopped. Yeah. Elysian Space Dust. I've had that one. 
Um, Elysian, like this one for me is almost a double IPA. It's 8.2%. This one like will a Brussels sprout on the mess you up pretty quick. Bottle? No, it's a hop. It's a hop. Come on. It's like a hop throwing up yeah. the beer that you're about to drink. Uh, and then Oscar Blue's Dale, Dale's Pale Ale, which I, uh, you know, I mentioned. So I had 13 out of 15 of the, what is it, 15 best yeah. IPAs you can get anywhere. All And all these are good. All these are like, if you like IPAs, IPAs, again, are like the, are they're always my go-to. As much as I drink craft beer, as many styles as I drink, I'm always going back to an IPA. So I feel like I'm I'm lucky when I during this because sometimes I start drinking at the beginning and I just if keep I did that time we would have a six hour podcast because I just wouldn't stop talking. I'm, <laughs> you, I mean, we went over last week just because you would just I was a little mouthy. I listened. I was cringing at like at some point. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like. Fifty wow. minutes in, I was really gassing David up there. <laughs> it is the perfect podcast listening distance from Dayton to Cincinnati, though. Is that what That's she what Andy told me? She's like, because she was driving back home from Dayton, and she was like, "Oh, I saw you guys post the podcast. It's perfect. Hour and fifteen minutes." Gary got drunk. I had to listen to him. That's that's the key. <laughs> that's my. You know, I'm drunk when I'm just really chatty. And that's yeah. We're coming up on our twenty first episode. That might need to be the drunk episode. Twenty first birthday. Yeah, twenty one. So we have to be legal. We have to be legal. We've been doing this since May. That actually will like start. That that will be around our birthdays. Yeah. So this is episode seventeen. So four more episodes will be. The end of October. It'll be close to be our close or to, end of September. Yeah. It'll be close to our birthdays. I don't know, David. Who would have thought? I thought I thought we were minted when we would talk about MMA, but this is this seems way more fun. I know. We just sit and talk and drink and have fun and forget about all the other crazy Man. shit that's going on. Good or bad, you know, left, right, center, up, down. I you know. To be two guys that can just sit here and sit and drink and have fun, um, joke around about camo shorts and um, I am not the guy you want to talk politics you know, not, to and, because I will roast you. Which yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever side you're on, because I don't really care at all about politics. So if you know yeah. if you're super conservative, I'll smack you up on that. If you're super libby, smack you up on that. <laughs> Yeah, so I, you know, I like reading about history, mostly American history, which a lot of times Mm -hmm. goes into politics. And I've been reading um, uh, David McCullough's, you know, thousand word or thousand page uh, book about Harry Truman. And I feel like Harry Truman, you know, good, bad or indifferent that dude had some serious shit that yeah, he had to deal and he with. Uh, they screwed. Yeah, they screwed the end him of World over. War Two. He did not win the election. He well, let me let me go back. The first the the, the night okay. of they were going to do a vote, right? Uh, I forget who FDR's vice president was. 
that they, they were going to nominate. He's got the vote. He's got the delegates to win. Uh, they're in Chicago. They shut it down. They shut the DNC down that night, right? Uh, he was yeah. going to beat Henry Wallace. Henry who was Wallace. Like super liberal at the time. Was was all for uh, broadening horizons with Russia. And, you know, like that back when, like if you really dig into it, we screwed Russia over <laughs> in World War II. Um, but anyway, yeah, like he's going to win. And then they, they stop it, right? They just like, all right, compat, whatever it was, we're going to come back tomorrow for the vote. And the next day, Harry Truman smokes him. So it's. <laughs> well, it's funny because, yeah, so, um, yeah. And, and they, so the book is about Truman and they talk a little, they talk, McCullough extensively goes into that and how it was very mm-hmm. like an 11th hour and the whole idea and Truman did not even want to be vice president, but basically the D the DNC realized like, Hey, FDR is mm-hmm. not long for this world. I mean, he was literally, he was president of his, uh, of his last term. He was, he inaugurated in January and died in April. So he was what, two months, two, two months and 10 days or something crazy like that. But yeah, so that was a, a, uh, um, culmination. The crazy thing is, though, the the these parties, the the way that they nominate the vice president, there's really no rules. Yeah. They make up their own. It's not rules. even like that anymore. The, the, um, so, the nominee picks their roommate. Yeah. Yes. Um. But the the whole like thing with you know, I think he's one of the. I think Truman is one of the more. And you know, again, whether because he. I think he's gotten glossed over a lot just because just as a historic figure. Um, but he dealt with so much shit during, you know, the forties, you know, the end of world war two, dropping the atomic bomb, um, going into Korea, dealing with, um, you know, the beginning of the, you know, the, the beginning of the civil rights movement, just so much stuff, all the labor unrest that people don't talk about, you know, after the end of world war two, because, you know, people during World War Two, you know, took less for their country, and you know there was a lot of labor unrest after that. Um, but the thing that stick, the the thing that I think will, so my long form point, the thing that I think will stick with me from this book, Harry Truman, from the day that he basically left, so he was in World War One. Every single day, he would take a walk in the morning, two mile walk in the morning. And then would have a shot of bourbon. Where's he from? Like Oklahoma? Day. Iowa? Either. Yeah, somewhere. He was from Mississippi. Either Old Granddad or Wild Turkey. Bless him. Which is awesome. I think that's the thing that'll stick with Yeah, I would love, like, if people gave a shit to talk about, you know, there's a whole section in World War II with Wallace, who was super anti-bomb, right? Like and and some historians yes. will say that Russia had already got into Japan. If two more weeks and it would have been over there, that we didn't need to do that. It was going to be over anyway, and we said fuck it. Yeah, and you know the the thing too with with the bomb was, I think they the U U.S. kind of realized like, hey, the the Cold War is going to happen, whether you know 
we already realized that Russia was, you know, sort of moving away from us. And I think that we just, we needed to, um, realize we needed to show our strength. Blunt force trauma to the world. Yes. And Stalin already knew because he had spies in, inside the Manhattan project that the atomic bomb was happening. So yeah, a lot of really just, so those are the things, you know, again, left, right, up, down. Those are the things about history that are fascinating to me. Like reading about it in, you know, in a full form. I mean, this book has taken me six, seven weeks to read. Um, what are people going to be reading about our time in 50 years? You know, God, I don't know. Because it's interesting seeing, like, hearing about Truman and, like, Truman's, like, you know, it's like, oh, he's, you know, using this new medium of TV, right, to to um, really uh, basically market himself. And he traveled by, he was the last president to travel <laughs> cross-country by train and do a full-scale, um, you know, he that's how he did his, uh, his, um, his campaign, he traveled, you know, in 1948, traveled across the country by, you know, and, and the famous, you know, Dewey defeats Truman um, because everyone thought he was going to lose. Um, but that and that's interesting, too, of just seeing how I think the thing about him that gets not talked about enough is how charismatic of a person he was um, because he was he was a person who. 100% respected the presidency and he realized like, Hey, this is, this is too much power for anybody to have. But he also realized like, Hey, the buck has to stop here and I'm not going to let anybody else make these decisions. I'm going to make these decisions. I'm going to have input from other people. You know, my secretary of state, my secretary of Navy war, everyone's going to have a seat at the table and everyone's going to have a voice. But once they say what they once they say what they have to say, I'm going to make the decision. So you better make your best case of you know what you think, because if you don't make your best case, then uh, you know don't come back crying to me you know a month later when when I made a decision and you have a, another point to make. So he was the in my opinion he was a true executive in that standpoint of he would hear all sides. And make a decision. He was so good at making decisions. Um, I don't know. That, that's, I think, the big takeaway for me is he had that executive just, and he realized, like, hey, I have to make a decision. Yeah. So an executive decision for us that we want to impart to you guys. I is, was not planning on going this deep into Harry Truman. our musical taste. If you haven't, go on Spotify. <laughs> Search uh, one. You can find our podcast there. So if you're already on Spotify listening, check yes. out our playlist. Right next to Joe Rogan. If you search for, for Joe Rogan, yeah, our podcast will come. Um, so our playlist. We talked about our selections last week, David. This week, um, you go first. What's your pick? So I I gave you a book a recommendation earlier, and I got to go with the song from the book. Hollywood Park by Airborne Toxic Event. Um, Wait, what's it called? And Hollywood Park? this is one uh, Hollywood Park. 
by Airborne Toxic Event. Um, it just talks about uh, Hollywood Park is like a racetrack and so was a racetrack in Southern California. And Gary's going to play it now, for us. So we don't get taken off. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Not, you know, it, I honestly have become more of a fan of, of uh, Airborne Toxic Event by listen, by reading Mikel Gillette's book. And fair warning, he is um, <laughs> super liberal. So if you're... he, So he grew up... I like these, like, you know, crazy uh-huh. origin stories of, like, if you read, like, Hillbilly Elegy by J.D. Vance, um, if you read, um, you know, some of these books where it's, like, just had these, like, crazy childhoods where children kind of raised themselves and, and be, you know, became something of themselves, that, like, you know, a lot of that comes that that hits close to my to my personal heart if you know a little bit about my background but those that's what i like about it um but a great memoir um really really good book um let's hear you know and i again i'm not airborne toxic events sometimes sometimes i can take them or leave them some of their songs Sound like my chemical um, romance but this is a and this yeah a little bit they're like a, they're like a band that turns poetry into music. I'm gonna give you a two for this week. Which uh, I'm gonna give you one song, but yeah. okay. since David's book aligns with his song, I'm gonna give you a book, which I have on Spotify. If you don't have it, I can offer it to you for free. I can send it right to you. So hit me up. Um, but Seven Deadly Sins by Corey Taylor. It's autobiographical to the sorts. It's his dealings with all seven deadly sins. The premise is, is it really a sin if it only, if it doesn't hurt anybody else but yourself? And the first story Hmm. in the book, uh, spoiler alert, this is just, I'm just going to go out and say this, it's a little raunchy, but, you know, Corey Taylor is the lead singer of Slipknot, Stone Sour, he's just gone solo, that's where I'm going with this, but it's about, after a show, having a bunch of girls piss on him in a, uh, in a, uh, that's one of the seven deadly uh, sins. Yeah, I forget what lust, maybe something. I don't know. <laughs> but it's not. It's I not thought, raunchy. Uh, golden showers. Was just one to be raunchy, you know what I mean? One. It's like he he talks about you know at the time he had just got remarried and his wife's like going through the book and she he's like I bet you if you knew this about me you never would have married me you know like you know like all mm. these just crazy stories from his childhood and the road and all that. But he has just went solo, and like if you're a fan of uh, Slipknot or Stone Sour, it's that heavy metal type stuff. His solo album is like he's got a really his um, like melodies and stuff are really good. So it's CMFT must be stopped, featuring Tech Nine. It's off his new album, uh, his first solo album. And uh, if you if you're on a run or at the gym, you want to hear Corey Taylor. Kind of on his own. I, I suggest you go through the whole catalog of uh, Stone Sour, Slipknot, or just to hear how far, like the origins of Slipknot. They're like a screamo band, right? And it's it's kind of evolved from there. But yeah, that's what I have been listening to. I'm not a fan of like new music. I, I will be open. Like 
there's no new artists on my list. Like, oh yeah, have you heard the new whatever? Like, I'm I'm still perfectly fine with like '90s rap. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Which we got to add some '90s rap too. I mean, there's no rules with this playlist. Right. This is beers and beards. This is what if you want to get what drunk, we like. Turn this playlist on. We might have some. You know, we talked about Tyler Childers. I'm sure he'll make an appearance. There'll be some just songs. You get some drunk. Dolly to. Parton. We'll be and you. There's nothing better yes. than drinking That's, bourbon. I and think that needs to be the role. at the top of your lungs. <laughs> you know what? My <laughs> wife might be doing that this weekend. Except. Except with Bert, except replace bourbon uh-huh. with truly, and replace screaming at the top of your lungs with hanging out in an above ground pool in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So, I think this playlist is off to a good start. Uh, four songs. Give us, give us Check the it songs. Out. Beers again. and beards podcast playlist. So, we started out with our official. Entrant, our official startup song from our house band, National Barks, which I think we're going to have some new music from them coming up on Friday. Check out, I think it's, I forget whether it's Facebook or Instagram, but they've got some covers coming out. Um, they release super creepy, funny videos. Um, National Barks Haunt You is our uh, opening song. Which I didn't song. put in last week. Last <laughs> I week. I was drunk. Yes. <laughs> last uh, last week you picked "You Can Have the Crown" by Sturgill Simpson. I picked "By and By" by Camp, uh, and then this week I picked "Hollywood Park" by Airborne Toxic Event, and you picked "CMFT Must Be Stopped" by Corey Taylor, Tech Nine, and go. Kid Bookie. So I, I've never listened. To, I've never it's listened to this. New. One. It's came out last, last couple of weeks. Okay, so. We will have mm-hmm. new songs, we'll have old songs, we'll have hip-hop, we'll have reggae. Depending on what we're drinking this week, depending on what we're smoking this Before week. Before we go, I want to say I entered no. the <laughs> Week 5 raffle. And I don't know if have they picked a winner yet. Yes. Okay. It's on Sunday. This is it. This is the last one I'll ever enter. Because I swear to God, if David wins, there'll be no more podcasts. <laughs> The head of, of what was it, Blanton's? And, the, and, and we're both kind of piqued our interest. Was a Japanese whiskey? We might have to go off the rails and, and try that. Yes, that would. Yeah, yeah, that would be. And there's a bottle of wine try. that I told David. Um, if I and then a bottle of wine. Yeah. Who who drinks wine? Yeah. So, uh, but no, they. So, um, and I'm going to talk about this next week. But last week, Newberry Brothers had. They raised $6,000 in week four of their raffle, which is freaking awesome. I mean, the the cool thing about this pandemic, which famous last words, is shelters and dog rescues are running out of dogs because (laughs) people are adopting so many dogs. Keep doing that. Keep adopting dogs. You will never, ever, ever regret adopting a dog. Um We've adopted two, uh, one from SAP, one from Recycled Doggies, uh, two awesome rescues here in Cincinnati. We probably will adopt a dozen more in our lifetime if you know if we're lucky. Um, keep doing that. Keep emptying the shelters of dogs, emptying the rescues of dogs. Keep giving them money. Um, dogs are awesome. As my dogs sit here and sleep, 
They're perfect. They're listening to the podcast. They want to hear what yeah. uh, they want to hear the playlist. Just let it play. Alexa, play and Sam, beers Sam, and beers Sam. playlist. See, there's proof that Willow is sometimes chill, as you can see her laying on the bed right there. That dog hates me. <laughs> I, she she better not Stop see barking. you, or she might come charging the uh, <laughs> charging the screen. So, yes, I will give an update next week of how much money that uh, Newberry Brothers has raised. But let's just say it's been a if lot. you have made it this far, which is awesome. That means you love us. Give this a share. Give us a rating and review on iTunes. I've not checked, David, in a hot minute. Tell, tell, yeah, Joe, tell Rogan Joe Rogan we'd like to get drunk with him on his podcast. We're both on Spotify. I feel like, you know, it's a thing. Yeah. I am looking for like nine peer. ratings, and we have peer. two reviews. So let's somebody, for the love of Jesus, get us that 10th five-star rating or one-star. I don't care. But if you put a one-star, put your name in. Give us a review and put your name in there. So I can... I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. So if you listen this this late in the episode and you give us a review on iTunes or mm-hmm. whatever, Google. Yeah. Give us a review and a rate and message our Instagram, Beers Beards Podcast. I will send you something special of monetary value. There you go. This week. What what more do you want? There we're, you go. How's that? We're nudging you to push us. If you like this, this tell is a like friend. The secret that's, stuff. That, honestly, that's how I've realized that people are like somebody has told somebody, "Hey, I know you know Gary." You know, in my personal uh, situation, I know you know Gary. He's got yeah. a, he's got a bourbon podcast. You know, who would have thought? Go listen to it, and they're like, "Oh, I like that." So it, we've talked about this a bunch of times, but it's weird, like word of mouth, and because it's not our Instagram's popping, but it's I don't know anybody. On there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, it's people that like the stuff that we're talking about. So, and maybe if you listen long enough, you'll get to like us too. Tell one person this week that you know. Tell them about how much we yes. know about Harry Truman. World War Two. Invite them to the Church of Beers and Beers. <laughs> it won't. It won't. Yes, where we preach every week, right here, same place, same time. I I think, and we probably should talk about this in, in private. But I think if we have this up by Monday, right? Maybe we'll start just releasing on Monday. So first thing Monday morning, you can have your weekend hangover right. with us yes. drinking. I don't know. You probably will have it up I on mean, Saturday. I mean, tell me to wait till Monday. I'll wait till Monday. It's <laughs> now, usually been, yeah. yeah. So we record on, on Thursday. It's usually up Friday or Saturday. Mostly Saturdays. Okay. Yeah. I feel like we get a little bit less traction if we so release let's go on with Saturday. Monday. But listen. who cares? If you listen to us, if you, if listen, you listen to us, us, that's all we care we're about. We're best friends. We love you. And, and we can yes. go do activities together. And who wouldn't want to be our best friend? Yeah. After the pandemic, we can do activities. Unless it includes jumping on Gary's trampoline, which we I'm can do one to, at a I'm time. When I'm done here, it's dark now. I'm supposed to go outside and put um, clamps on. I, no, I gotta, you got to winterize it? There's hurricanes and shit going on on top of the pandemic. Is it? Is it? Sorry, is it 
is the trampoline too bouncy? Like fly into the neighbor's yard if when windstorm comes. I'll flip over. My trampoline did that when I was a kid. I don't think my neighbors would appreciate it. Not while I was on it, luckily. All right. (laughs) We love you all. All right. That's it. The end. Bye-bye. Good night. And done.